Nein. Episode three, called Transition High School, the Ralston days. Tell me about that. Going into the Ralston days. Well, really quickly, summary, we go from from making some, just, there's a whole lot of adventure that happened between the different groups of friends. Uh, Yeah, it was kind of like a little clique uh yeah i had to find out more there was more there was more in each village you know uh so it it, it it's it, it's kind of funny how we uh we had so many adventures in high school there's just too many to to just bore you with and 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 go through but there's so many adventures of rock climbing and 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 stories of 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 different uh, extravaganzas at the beach and uh, at certain areas of, of the Bay Area from Castle Rock National Park, Santa Cruz, all the way back up north to Pescadero through Half Moon Bay and back over the hill into Belmont and, and you know, the whole, the whole area uh, of, of, of cities there. You, you have a whole plethora of, of, of uh, towns you you know you have a lot of high schools and they're not all that far away from each other so the it's uh pretty amazing the the types of uh things situations that would happen so you you know from you know being in high school and having my own apartment and losing that apartment due to some bad decisions that we could possibly go into episodes about those, those days. Um, but those were the naughty days and and those were the things that really, um, I'm not proud of, but I'm willing to, to share those stories because there's some, some stories there that are worth learning from and getting back into uh, the parents, um, uh, home, um, it, you know, this, the step parent and, 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 you know, I had this Vietnam vet that, that would, uh, share marijuana with me and, and I, I'd get in so much trouble going over there, but I, I liked him. His name was Joe and, and him and his wife would cook me dinner. I'd go over there and watch documentaries and we'd talk about life. And it was opposite of, uh, of, of, going to church and reading the Bible and believing in God and being filled with, you know, Christ. (laughs) But, uh, yeah. And, and that's what got me kicked out of that situation. Fast forward into the, the Tingley's house and, and being the number four son. And, 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 and that's where, uh, you know, there, there was still a little bit of lead way to do whatever I wanted to do, but not really because, uh, I had, I had a curfew. I had to be home. I was in a nice neighborhood. I was, uh, you know, there are million dollar homes now, but back then the, those were the, the people that lived on the hill. So, but I was, uh, I was welcomed into their family because I had nowhere else to go. 
and uh, I was on my way to, uh, you know, in my head, I was going to a sixpence. I was going to, like, go to a work camp. And what would my life be if I went that route? Who knows? But thank God for them. So the Tingleys took me in their home, and, and I lived in Rob's room, and I got two brothers out of the deal. I got Scott and Clay, and, you know, there's seven years between Rob and, and his little brother Clay, and seven years between brother Clay and brother Scott and so here I am number four living at the house and I got curfew and I got rules and you know we could still go out and do those things that we were doing it's just we had to be a little bit more um um a decept decept deceit deceitful I, I think that deceitful. deceptive yeah kind of like you know uh, look over here pay no attention to the man behind the curtain because that's where all the action was being done and the, those were the partying days and then Rob went away to school and then I was left there and there's a whole lot of uh, things that happened at the Hallmark home that uh you know, tie in a lot of different things that happened in the Bay Area with drug trafficking and things like that that we got ourselves uh, wrapped up into. But those, those are war stories later. Those are <laughs> the definite war stories of of uh, some some serious uh, you know teenage gangster days. You know, uh, it happened, and uh, I'm glad that we lived through it. And so we we fast forward to. Uh, you know, Rob goes off to college. I take over his room. Uh, I stay there. I was uh, you know, working the restaurant circuit. Uh, there's, uh, there's that story. Um, there's a bunch of stories of 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 you know getting into the restaurant but i think i want to i want to concentrate on a couple of stories that are key um you know there there was everywhere i went i was on top of a hill now and and, and the only transportation that i had was a was this really nice 18 speed fuji uh 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 road bike that i was able to get a job uh, in Redwood City, which was down the hill, it was great going to work because I could get to work about as fast as I could if I had a car. But getting home on the other end ended up being a little bit of a two-step journey. Go to somebody's house, drink some beer, and then end up getting home late when people would be asleep so they wouldn't smell me on the way in. Oh, but you you wouldn't do underage drinking now, would you? <laughs> Well, there, there's a lot of stories about underage drinking. Again, not very proud of them, but uh, always willing to uh, to uh, talk about those days, too, because there's, there's a lot of that. Gives you character. Yeah, also gives you a beer belly, too. Yeah, well, yeah. So we, uh, you know, we go, f we, we, you know, we, we just have a... The Ralston era was an era where I finally get out of the Tingley house. I finally decide to, to get out of the the mom and pop situation of of uh, doing this and I'll get that. And if I do this, then I'll get rewarded with that. And so I was uh, on uh, on my own 
at the age of uh, 19, I remember, uh, I could do this, I could do this on my own. And so uh, there was the Animal House days, and that's when uh, Jeff and Danny got in this house, and, and, and we lived there, and there was Dean from high school, and there was Roland, this other guy, and there was this guy named Jim Gursky, uh, another football uh, player friend that was, uh, you know, pretty much a varsity athlete with, uh, you know, Rob and, and, and uh, Jeff, but I think they're their careers uh, were shortened a little bit, and because of mountaineering, they kind of focused on uh, becoming rock jocks instead of uh, uh, football stars. So I, I bet you if they had the chance to redo that, I think they'd probably go the other way. But uh, wouldn't we all do something a little bit different if we had a little hindsight, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we... Uh, we had those party days of uh, having, you know, gee whiz, you know, we all have jobs and we're all paying uh, $300 a month or somewhere around that range to live there. And and uh, so there were plenty of rooms for us and, uh, uh, you know, it was a pretty big house. So, you know, why not have a party? Why not have a kegger party and charge $3 a head and... And, and get a little extra rent money, and that always seemed to go pretty good and fine and dandy until some of that money had to replace some broken windows and whatnot. Furniture and... Not, not so much furniture, but there was always uh, stories to be told. <laughs> stories to be told, yeah. There, there was always something uh, going on there. Well, one, one of the stories from that era... Uh, kind of got a little bit of a pyromaniac in me and uh for some reason i'd always uh you know catch something on fire or pull a rigus uh, do do some sort of a rigisode and there was this in fact it still happens oh yeah yeah that's true that's a, that's a current story all we'll right let's back the bus up there <laughs> all right beep beep so uh yeah you know there there was a kid dean he he had this uh uh he, he was always uptight if if something got broken or you know but uh so one day i i'm cooking french fries and and i uh i catch his toaster oven on fire man you should regus i can't believe it i'm going to kick your ass you catch his toaster oven on fire i don't know how it happened but if it can happen it's yeah, rigus it and it becomes a rigus sode so uh you know right after that i think uh uh he made a sandwich because he was gonna do something in the toaster oven and instead he made a sandwich he put a sandwich down and and rob's dog came and ate it and, and it just it, it it was it became epic it was a steamrolling of, a, of it, an adventure it, it was uh it was yeah so i was in even more trouble it was like you know i was gonna get beat up one day or another for doing a regus you know pulling a regus uh, so that's that's really how that that went and then you know there, there's there's a there's a whole lot of uh <laughs> episodes of parties and uh 
stupid stuff that went on at that house. So much so that I mean, we even had a guy living in his uh, V Dub camper out in the out in the driveway because it was such a big uh, uh, driveway. I mean, you could put six, seven cars just in the driveway. But with room for people to get in and out so their friends could come over and so on and so on. And then there was extra extended parking that really wasn't ours. It was the city's, but it was on the, it, you know, it wasn't being used. And so we would use it. So, yeah. It's open open land there. Why not? <laughs> so we, we got a disgrace letter one day from the city manager telling us that we were a disgrace to the community. And that, uh, you know, if we didn't clean up our act that we were going to get the riot act thrown at us and i i have that letter somewhere i'll, I'll have to dig it out and read it uh it, it was from like 1982 or 83 i forget it'd be weird to have visuals on a radio show well i i think reading the verbiage would be effective enough but uh <laughs> yeah so that's that's really uh the ralston era were the 20 21 year old days uh, working in the bank, working in the restaurant, working, uh, just doing what I could to just bring a living like anyone else that was living in that house at the time. There was a point in time where Jim and I, we, we were living in the pool room. So one of us would sleep on the pool table and the other would sleep half in the closet and half out. There was like a little closet in, in that room for cue balls and and equipment and stuff, but it was pretty deep and pretty big, and I was, you know, able to keep my clothes and such in there, and my personal belongings, my personal effects, which didn't really include that much at age 19 when you're living on guys' couches. So, you know, that's that's really what that was all about. And when things got tough, well, guess who became the housekeeper? I was the one doing all the cleaning in the house, and it was a pretty big house, so... Um, between the four or five uh, tenants there, I would end up getting my rent paid for that month if push came to shove, if I couldn't come up with the money. <laughs> it seems like that you are the cleaner guy, aren't you? Well, you know, I'm not afraid to, you know, do a little hard work. Yes. What restaurant were you working at at that time? I was 21 years old, 21 years old. So where was I? I was working 20. I was actually 20. I, I was doing a lot of different restaurants. Um, I think I was working at the fish market as a busboy. I was doing some odd jobs in the daytime, uh, trying to get some clerical experience, and that's where I started doing some finance, working at uh, Franklin Templeton. And uh, here's a rigasode. Okay, so I'm in the trouble trade department, which is uh, any any missing information, you call the broker of record, you got to get this information on file, or else their trade does not count in the in the ticker total for the day. So I I I was actually pretty talented because I can run five key on both hands, so I could do five key ticker tapes on both hands. And I could do, uh, that's how I'd run my check ticker. So as long as it matched the top of the ticker, I didn't have to redo it again. So I could do two tickers faster than one, and I'd do my 10 tickers and get it done twice fast. So it kind of impressed my manager a little bit. She was cool. Her name was Chris Cross. <laughs> like the singer? <laughs> Not 
Christopher Cross, but her name was Christine. Cross. Yeah, yeah. something like that. Yeah, I, he goes by Chris Cross yeah, also. Yeah, so Chris Cross. So, and I used to always uh, kind of, yeah, you know, joke around with her, you know, being who I am, yeah. Yeah. Making fun of her name? Well, not really making fun of her name. She was a nice lady. She liked me because I was good at what I did. But uh, I remember one day, uh, you know, um, the phone rang and it, it was Charlie Young. And he wanted to talk to the manager and get something to the bottom of something. And I said, oh, that's great. Well, who am I speaking with? Oh, this is Charlie Young. Oh, that's great. Well, hold on. Uh, Charlie Young, I'm going to put you on hold, all right, sir? And uh, he didn't like the way that I called. I, I should have known that that was the owner of Franklin Templeton. And instead of saying, oh, yes, sir, Mr. Young, I called him Charlie. And, uh, well, that was a very short-lived, uh, you know, I was there for a few months, but I was on my way to probably going into a trading room at some point because of my attendance record and, and being good at what I was doing. But I kind of cut that a little bit short, and I ended up doing some warehouse jobs and doing some... <laughs> they got you off the phone, basically. It, I, well, I was out of that company pretty quickly. I didn't. I wasn't invited so back. So that was your Rigasode? That was the Rigasode there. Calling the, the owner? Yeah. Charlie instead of Mr. Young? Yeah, should have called him Mr. Young. It's a good I, thing you didn't call him dude. Yeah, that's... That's another story. <laughs> Fast forward in another, another galaxy dimension, yeah. far, far away. <laughs> yeah, they didn't call him dude. dude. Yeah, I didn't say, hey, dude. So why, for being in the restaurant business since you were 15, 14, 15, you were a busboy at the fish market? Why didn't they put you on the floor yet? Were you not at that skill level yet? Well, I I didn't have any server experience, so I had only been doing blue collar jobs. So they didn't want to uh, they didn't want to train me. They wanted me to be a self made server that was a producer in another shop. That's 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 how the restaurant world works. You either have it or you don't. When did you have it? Oh, I think. Uh, <clears throat> things kind of accelerated pretty quickly from from being a busboy um, and <laughs> there was some anger issues that got in the way some kid oh, never uh, some kid decided that he was going to uh, to challenge me physically and um, um, it happened to be the manager's brother and I threw him in a garbage can because I, I, I didn't appreciate being a, uh, confronted in that manner. So instead of really beating the tar out of him, I just uh, humiliated him and picked him up and threw him in a garbage can. And I didn't get fired, but I did get suspended. And in and that time, I, I, I got enough um, experience where I was, uh, I was actually hired on as a collector at uh, Citicorp. Um, uh, it was a subsidiary of a, that, and then I was working in a pizza parlor, and then there was a girlfriend involved, and so anyway, yeah, there's a whole lot. To much more to cover in <laughs> next episodes. So. Much more, much more. So let's more. wrap this one up, and we'll go on and, and see you in the next episode. All right.